Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Scott with you. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Oilers Now is always brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter, big fan. He's a big fan of Tyson Berry, so he's probably pretty pumped up right now. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex. Buyer lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Well, uh, the uh, Thanksgiving weekend has wrapped up, and normally that is not a time in which we discuss NHL free agency. 
but we're not in a normal time. Uh, COVID-19 time, and uh, when we did the show Friday and uh, shut her down around 2 o'clock on Oilers now, the Edmonton Oilers had signed Kyle Turris to a two-year deal of $1.65 million, and Tyler Ennis uh, returning to Edmonton uh, on a one-year deal at $1 million. Saturday morning, the story broke. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver, Anaheim, Colorado, amongst the teams that were in on Tyson Berry. And uh, Tyson Berry, the player during the course of his career, has had five 10-plus uh, goal seasons, four 49-plus point seasons in the NHL. Uh, signs on the dotted line with the Edmonton Oilers on a deal at one year, $3.75 million. Uh, TSN's Darren Drager and Elliot Friedman and Frank Cervelli all reporting that uh, Barry turned down significantly more money elsewhere to sign in Edmonton. Tyson Barry will join us in seven minutes' time. At 12.15 on today's edition of Orders. Now, uh, the Orders also re-signed Mike Smith. Of course, uh, it was well documented that Edmonton was in uh, the hunt on the uh, goaltending front. Jacob Marks from signing a six-year deal with the Calgary Flames. Um, and uh, in result, uh, that might have been the target for the Oilers. The term length for a player like that always concerns me. I'll explain more to that in a second. So Mike Smith comes back on a bonus-induced contract with a $1.5 million base. Combined with the American Hockey League signings of uh, Anton Forsberg, who will be the Oilers organizational number three goaltender, Alan Quine, who was one of the top players in the HL last season, Seth Griffith, Quine playing for the Flames farm team, Griffith with the Jets farm team. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, by my count, uh, are at basically 44 contracts. Uh, that's if you have Philip Broberg on a slide for this upcoming season. Do not be surprised if at some point over the next week, maybe Edmonton adds one more player, uh, possibly a depth defenseman, maybe a guy that would not count as an AHL veteran, but a guy with some NHL experience. So uh, we'll get into a little bit more of that coming up. We've got Oilers General Manager Ken Holland for a complete synopsis of the Oilers' body of work, which started last week with a two-year uh, contract for Yesa Poliarvi. It is a Tuesday. That means Sportsnet spec, Mark Specter uh, will be joining us for the horses and horse racing Alberta. They present live racing each Friday and Sunday evening at Century Miles. Spectator access limited by COVID restrictions. You can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. And at 135, fast becoming a popular guest on this show, Hart Levine from Puckpedia will discuss the situation that the Edmonton Oilers are in, the cap flexibility if there is much, and how they can uh, work around things. And part of it has to do with the unknown status this time of one Oscar Clefbaum. Now, the Oilers moves obviously might not have been the biggest, but I'm just going to just, 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 just hear me out here. Edmonton between 2013 to 2016 signed five players to four years plus contracts. Andrew Ference in 2013. Mark Fain in 2014, Benoit Pouliot in 2014. In those three players, guess how many combined games they played in the last two years of their contracts with the Oilers between Ference, Fain, and Pouliot. Now, some of you know that Pouliot was bought out in his final two years, so he played zero. Fain and uh, Ference 
Both got four-year contracts. They combined to play 10 NHL games in their final two years. That was 2013 to 2016. 2015, the Oilers signed Zachary. He got hurt. He was pretty good in the first. Certainly in the second year, he was exceptional in that contract. Then he got hurt in the playoffs against Anaheim. He was never the same player. The Oilers, uh, Ken Holland, uh, decided to change up the makeup of the defense, bottom out, and the Oilers are on the hook for uh, three more seasons here for... Andre Sakura, and then the last of those five players that got a four-plus-year deal was Milan Lucic, and we all know what happened there. Just food for thought. I know that there were some people out there. Well, Edmonton didn't make enough noise. I think we saw this year that uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay term in contracts, you need to be a hundred percent sure what you're getting, and it's got to be top flight with term. Now, let's get to some moves that occurred yesterday. The Vegas Golden Knights, did they do that with Alex Petrangelo? Well, he's one of the top defensemen in the NHL. It's tough to argue. They, in turn, flipped Nate Schmidt, pretty good defenseman, to the Vancouver Canucks. Taylor Hall signing a one-year contract with the Buffalo Sabres. So he gets reunited with Ralph Kruger, a player that a lot of the Oilers' young players, Hall, Nugent Hopkins, and Jordan Eberle, circa 2012-2013, built a lot of trust up with. Something that's important for today's generation. Uh, Hall's going to play with Jack Eichley as an opportunity to drive his numbers. It makes a lot of sense. And there will be a lot more money for several NHL organizations opening up next summer, which could create a better market for Hall on a long-term deal. It's a very understandable move. And before anybody sits there and says, yeah, but Buffalo's not a winning team, a year ago at this time, people didn't see, well, the Oilers were 5-0 and a year ago at this time, but uh, a lot of people were second-guessing the position Edmonton was in heading into the start of the 2019-20 season. Story breaking today, many of you would have seen it. Pierre Lebrun reporting that contract talks have broken down between Edmonton-based agent Jerry Johansson and Mark Bergevin on Brendan Gallagher. Over the course of the last three seasons, course of the last three seasons uh brendan gallagher is the only montreal canadians player to have scored 30 goals he's done it twice he led the team tied for the team goal scoring lead last year of 22 and uh we're uh hey brendan did you get a phone call here because uh, apparently the guest is trying to reach us and can't get through or something so you want to try that again um i don't know what's going on but just getting texts on the fly uh bottom line here brendan gallagher is going to be a player that would be coveted around the National Hockey League. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that story with Montreal. The Canadiens signing Tyler Toffoli yesterday, four-year deal after they do a seven-year deal with Josh Anderson. So imagine that. You're Gallagher. You've scored over 80 goals over the last three seasons for the Montreal Canadiens, and they get a seven-year deal done at $5 million on a player who scored one goal last season for another organization. We'll be keeping an eye on that story. 12-14 in Edmonton. Hopefully we should have... uh, Tyson Berry, when we return to Oilers now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. It's 12.15 in Edmonton. Yeah, I'll get to a couple of texts on Brendan Gallagher. Obviously, I've had a lot of time for him, dating all the way back to the 2010 NHL draft when the Canadians at the home run got him in the fifth round. I have a lot of uh, belief that sometimes smaller, undersized players, uh, they have to prove they can play. And they end up becoming big overachievers. Some have suggested our next guest, Tyson Berry, is that type of player on defense. Tyson, it's Bob Stoffer. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, well, let's get through. The, how, how did how did this situation sort of come to fruition? How did it come together for you and the Edmonton Oilers? Take us through kind of the steps, uh, if you could. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, I've had a few 
a few weeks to kind of prepare for free agency and walk through some scenarios and, um, you know, sat down with my agents uh, before I left Toronto. And then, you know, we'd kind of discussed, uh, you know, the marketplace and kind of everything going on in the world and, and you know, kind of came to the conclusion that uh, it might be best to try to do a one-year deal somewhere. And um, as soon as, you know, kind of took that in, I, I uh, my immediate thought was I'd, I'd like to end up with the Oilers. And, um, you know, thankfully we were able to, to make that work. And that was my uh, my top choice. So I was, uh, you know, very happy to end up there and uh, glad that they could uh, make it work for me. Multiple sources have reported you were offered more money. How uh, how yeah. challenging how challenging is that for a guy Tyson when maybe somebody's throwing you know an extra million and a half or something like that at you and you're sitting there saying nope this is the right fit like how does that what goes through a guy's mind in that scenario? Yeah, you know it wasn't it wasn't as difficult as I think you'd think. I think it was just uh, I kind of I kind of had Edmonton in my mind for a while now, and uh, you know I knew they were up against the cap, and and we might have to you know take a discount or, or make something work to go there and um that was just you know it wasn't uh it wasn't too too uh tough of a decision um it just i wanted to be in the right fit in, in a year where you know there's uh everyone's up against the cap and um you know it's a, it's kind of a i wanted to showcase myself the best i could and and edmonton seems like a team that that fits that, and um, a, a team obviously that's you know hasn't quite broke through yet. And it would be so so cool to be able to win with those guys, and um, it just it was a bit of a no-brainer for me. Now, if I'm if my information's correct, you got calls from a couple. Uh, well, one of the greatest players in the history of the game, but also maybe the best player currently in the game. I mean, when you got guys trying to recruit you, does that make the decision a little bit easier as well? Yeah, totally. I think. Uh, I, I, there's something there's something to be said about that for sure and having connor reach out and then i talked to wayne that morning and um it was just uh i mean I, my my it was it was tough because it wasn't really a hard sell for me and i kind of came to the conclusion before those guys even reached out so it was uh you know it was just kind of cherry on top and um i was just uh, excited to be able to get it done uh, there's an old saying in life, and you've got the experience because your father, you know, had a pretty good minor pro career, but maybe didn't quite get to where he wanted to as a as an NHL player. But whatever doesn't kill you in life makes you stronger. Uh, you had a unique year last year. Your season kind of took off when the coaching change occurred and Sheldon Keefe came in. But what can you learn from that experience in Toronto? Like, you just completely write that year off, or or you got to kind of you know read a little bit in terms of ensuring that you can uh, progress and grow moving forward forward yeah totally i don't think i think you're crazy to write anything off you gotta you know take every experience you have and and build yourself from it so um there's definitely things i learned from that year in toronto and um like you said we had a coaching change and then you know you roll into a, a pandemic it was a it was a completely bizarre year but um i learned a lot from it and you know i think i'll be able to take uh, a lot of things moving into this year in edmonton and um looking forward to to growing even more uh other than your dad who were some of the significant influences for you tyson in terms of growing up in your developmental stages as a player yeah i mean my dad coached me all the way up but we had you know such a good uh supporting staff of assistant coaches victor vay and then uh when i went to Kelowna, bruce hamilton and and actually ryan Huska, who's in calgary now um were big parts of my development and um super grateful to have been able to play with the rockets and um, you know, there's so many people that, you know, have a hand in uh, in getting to where you are. And obviously the the obvious one is your mom, too. So she was a rock star growing up. So a lot of people helped me get there. 
Our old school WHL fans will remember the name Victor Vey along with Glenn Goodall. They played together in Seattle. Seemed like they were there forever. And then I think Goodall played six years in the Western Hockey League. We're joined right now by Tyson Berry, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, you mentioned Kelowna. It's like it's like they're you know in college football there's programs you know Alabama's a, a program that develops offensive linemen and defensive tackles and some schools develop quarterbacks Brigham Young back in the day. What is it with the Kelowna Rockets and their ability to uh, bring along NHL defensemen? Uh, yeah, I uh, I really don't know. I know Lorne Fry is a, a great scout there, and he, he was able to find some guys. But I think I think it might be a bit of coincidence as far as the amount of NHL defensemen they've had to come, but. Obviously, they're doing a lot there because they've developed uh, a lot of forwards too. But um, it just seems like a D factory, and uh, they've run a pretty good alumni association. When I started playing there, I got to, you know, meet Duncan Keith and Shea Weber, and I played with Luke Shan and Tyler Myers, and it's just uh, a good uh, atmosphere and a, a great culture they have there. And um, whatever it is they're doing, they they, they got to keep it up. Tyson, is it fair to say the game is completely opened up to smaller players? Or are smaller players different today? And do smaller players understand? I brought up Brendan Gallagher. I mean, there's a guy that's, you know, he's the only Montreal Canadiens forward in the last three years to score 30 goals. He's done it twice. Uh, the, Oilers yeah. have, the Oilers have Connor Yamamoto. So do you think we have a different era of smaller players? Do you think organizations are more open? Or do you think that it's the game itself? Uh, I think a bit of everything. I think that with the speed and how fast the game is now, it definitely keeps it more open for smaller guys. It's hard to hard to get a big body going that fast. But, I mean, you mentioned a guy like Galley. He plays quite big. And um, I, I think that size right now, if, you know, there's no hooking, holding, there's no – it's not a super uh, physical, intimidating game right now. It's uh, it's changed quite a bit. And I think that the speed and the skill and, and, and that has kind of taken over a little bit. And, um it definitely opens up more spots for the smaller guys. Oilers defenseman Tyson Berry in on a one-year contract. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. We're on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. So, Tyson, the Oilers had the best combined special teams in 40 years, the best power play in the league in the last 40 years. Uh, you're a right shot. Oscars, obviously, and we're going to have Ken Holland coming up next after you, but, it, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen there. You're a right shot, he's a left shot, but you sit there and just kind of look at McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins in that 1-3-1 one, one formation. I think an argument could be made that might be the best group of three that there is in the National Hockey League in a power place. And, and you played up with some good players last year in Toronto too, Tyson. I don't mean to disrespect those guys, but there's a reason why the Oilers' power play was number one last year. No, absolutely. I've, I've considered myself very fortunate to... You know, I was in Colorado with uh, Nate, Landy, and Miko on that unit, and then uh, you go to Toronto, and it's JT and Mitch and Austin, and then uh, there's a reason the Oilers were number one last year, and you look at the guys you just mentioned, it's, um, you know, it's uh, pretty exciting for me, and that's a big reason why when uh, I was making my decision, it was it was a pretty easy one. That was um, just something that you look at, and you just, you know, you, you can't believe you'll get the opportunity to, to snap it around with those guys. So um, I'm looking forward to to hopefully not, uh, hopefully we can be number one again. Do you think the competitiveness of your defensive game is a little bit under uh, underrated by some of the people out there? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously like like any offensive-minded defenseman, you're going to, you know, you're not gonna you're gonna leave a little bit on the defensive end, but it's definitely something I take pride in. And uh, you know, I took took some heat up for it last year, but it's you know you have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder now, and it's something I'll uh, 
I'll focus on. And, um, you know, I'm at a point in my career now, I'm 29, I've, I've experienced a lot of things and um, time for me to kind of hit my peak. And um, a big part of being a, a defenseman is, uh, you know, playing defense. So i got to find a way to, to mesh the, the offensive side with, the, you know, the defensive side and have these guys be able to rely on me against top lines. There was a lot of excitement on Saturday uh, when Darren Drager reported uh, the deal was going to get done, and uh, I've only been campaigning for it for about five years here, so uh, I think you know how I feel. So I look forward to seeing you down the road when we eventually get started playing again here, coming out of the, uh, the second pause. Thanks for your time, Tyson. Absolutely. Thank you. Yvette, that is Tyson Berry, who uh, joined the Edmonton Oilers on a one-year contract of $3.75 million. You heard him say it. He didn't actually think it was a hard decision to leave more money on the table with other clubs. It was about the fit. Um, this guy played a lot of minutes in Colorado. They, the team had the one bad season where everybody kind of went through the uh, uh, grinder there. They, they came out of it. Um, and the Oilers are, uh, I, I think Edmonton's got a bit of a break here. I think this is a player that uh, can clearly help Edmonton, and especially in lieu of the fact that uh, there is the injury uh, that has occurred to Oscar Clefbaum. I think he's going to change the dynamic, and I think the defense needed to change the dynamic a bit. You got to have better transition guys. You got to get, you know what? The less time you play in your own zone, the better. And one of the ways to spend less time in your own zone is to have guys that can outlet the puck and uh, transition. Some guys can transport it. Some guys can transition it. Tyson Berry can do both. He can pass it up the ice. And he can skate it up the ice. You look at a guy like Nurse, obviously we know what a tremendous athlete he is. And I also wouldn't underestimate Caleb Jones. I had this conversation with a couple media guys this weekend. Going to be really intrigued to see where he goes. But uh, And for defense pairings, I'm going to put Brandon Escott on the spot here. A reminder, you can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. River Cree, all slot machines, table games, and the poker room open at the River Cree. The individual uh, slot machines are separated by plexiglass. Uh, they have nine dining options, including the brand-new Italia. They just wrapped up. Their Thanksgiving uh, Day specials uh, this past weekend at Italia, the Kitchen Restaurant, Tap 25, the River Creek Resort Casino. Excitement bet on it, Alberta's premier resort destination. And here we go. Um, so top choice uh, for the Oilers uh, for Tyson Berry, and uh, we're going to hear from Ken Holland here in eight minutes' time. Brendan, in terms of the defense pairings, if it's me, I put Caleb Jones we're going to operate under the context that Oscar Clefbaum will not be available, uh, at least for the start. So if it's me, I keep uh, Nurse and Bear together. I play Caleb Jones and Adam Larson. And then I have Chris Russell and Tyson Berry. That gives me four defensemen that can kill penalties, minimum. Nurse and Bear killed penalties last year. Russell and Larson killed penalties last year. I think you look to integrate Caleb Jones in that. And then you've got one primary power play guy in your first unit that's going to play a fair amount, and that's Tyson Berry. But I'd like to – what do you think on those deep pairings? Does that work for you, or do you think they should look at doing something different? No, I, I definitely – I'm trying to chicken scratch it out just off the top of my head here, and I think what you're saying makes perhaps the most sense. I guess it's just going to boil down to, you know, not really thinking about these as pairing one, two, and three but really just three sort of equal level options, I would say, based on ability for the most part, particularly when you're talking about having, you're saying Russell and, and Barry are a pair, right? Well, one of, yeah. if, if Barry's paying 22 minutes a game, that's an awful big ask for Russell, you know? So um, that's where I get a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit confused as to how this is all going to balance out. But 
They have I, options for the first time in a while. Well, they, they, they do, and it also allows Ken Holland and the management team a little bit more time to evaluate Evan Bouchard. Uh, and again, part of this uh, depends on Oscar Clefbaum, and I'm not sure the organization, and maybe I'll ask uh, Ken coming up here in about seven minutes' time, where are we at with Clefbaum? Because I, I don't know if that's totally known at this stage. Um, so, that uh, was Tyson Berry, and he's part of our top story, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, homely, no payments, no interest for one year. The Oilers uh, wrapping up free agency at this stage uh signing uh Kyle Turris and Tyler Innes on Friday and Tyson Berry and Mike Smith on Saturday. More to come in Oilers now uh with our headliner today, Ken Holland after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6:30 Chad.